The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who around this town tonight. Hey, what is going on? It is Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Dougie B in the studio live along with Demi Lachey. It is Fireball Friday. A lot of stuff to talk about. We, we stayed off NFL yesterday, but I think we're going to have to get into it today. A couple news is uh, coming up from the NFL, MLB. But it is Friday. You know how we do the show. It is goes by fast. We'll try to talk by a couple different subjects, but sometimes we get stuck on one for the whole show. So we'll see what goes on. Anyways, call on in 888-346-9144. That is the number. Like I said, we're live in studio. Demery. Fireball Friday, how you it doing is. today? Man, I don't need no introduction. Okay. What's going on? Hello, world. Y'all know me. <laughs> um, nothing, man. It's Friday. You know, just another week. Another weekend about to take over our lives. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of sports news, man. Like you said, you talked about uh, NFL talk and the one story that jumps out. Uh, we can do a round of applause maybe, but the Vikings running back. Well, free agent slash Vikings slash maybe Cowboy, maybe Cardinal. Running back Adrian Peterson has been reinstated into the yes. NFL without restrictions, which is awesome. Um, what took so long? <laughs> um, but it's happy. I'm happy that that part of it is done. Now we can get really to the nitty gritty. All these rumors talks and agent talks. You know, it's a reason why that kind of filed down a little bit now because now he's reinstated. So now right. you can do. Now he's available to go talk with anyone. He can go. Um, speak with anyone because he's back with no restrictions. Don't miss a game. Don't miss a preseason. Can't miss a practice. I mean, he's back. He's he's here now. And, you know, now the fireworks really begin. So is he really going to stay in Minnesota? Will he be a Cowboy? Will he even be a Cardinal? Um, your thoughts on him being right back, man? Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't think Minnesota's going to get rid of him at this point unless somebody comes up with uh, an offer. Mm-hmm. That entices him enough to let him go because he's still, if not Hall of Fame at this point, another season away from being a Hall of Fame running back. Right. Definitely one of the best backs in the league the last four, five, six years. So Minnesota has everything in their pocket. They hold all the cards. Mm-hmm. If they want to get rid of them, they can do it. If they don't want to get rid of them, they're going to hold on to it. And the time is coming down now of Minnesota needs to do something here quick because workouts are starting up. You have Teddy Bridgewater that's only played one game with uh, Adrian Peterson. He needs to work in. If, if Adrian's going to be staying a Minnesota Viking, he needs to know that right now. Minnesota needs to put that out there and get everything squashed so Bridgewater and um, Adrian can get, get that work in, start gelling together because one game is nothing. you know. And Bridgewater's going to need Adrian Peterson if he's going to stay. He needs all the work he can together to really make something work with that offense with Minnesota. I don't know if it's going to be a first-round pick, a second-round pick, or if Minnesota's even going to entertain anything at all 
for Adrian Peterson to leave Minnesota. And it's going to be interesting to see. And, and like I said, it needs to be moved in a quick, fast direction here starting, I I would say, next week. Well, yeah, in the Peterson camp, I, I mean, I, I think he's wishing and hoping for, you know, a quick process. But it's the NFL is going to take time. It's going to take progress. They're going to make sure, you know, it's the right movement for him and for himself. So um, we'll see. I don't. I think it's still going to be a carryover type story to the point next week. I'm going to get tired of it. Um, so, I mean, I hope it's a quick process, but I don't think – I think it's going to take its time. It's going to take its toll. Minnesota's not. They're going to wait every option, which they should, because they're a great upcoming team. I mean, let's yep. not forget about what, the noise that they made last season. They now found, I think, a franchise quarterback within Teddy Bridgewater. Um, the receiving core definitely could, could be better um, because, what, they're losing Greg Jennings and then Cordero Patterson. He had a struggle season last season um, for the Vikings, but – you know, we'll see. If they want to see if they can keep building throughout the draft, I mean, that defense is making noise now, especially being up in the NFC North where you got to compete against Green Bay and Chicago. Yes. And, and shit, hell, Detroit now. Um, but, you know, they, I hope they make the right moves um, because, like I said, they're an upcoming team. So I hope they make the right moves. And and you, you had a lot of a lot of Arizona Cardinal fans, and even Dallas to go. Nah. But you had a lot of Arizona Cardinals thinking that Adrian Peterson is going to be coming to That's the Cardinals. That's just rumors, man. And it, no, it rumors. was rumors. But you had even listened to uh, Wolf in the morning. I mean, he is one just down and outs sad guy right now for the fact that he even thought the possibility for Adrian to come over. It seems like all those possibilities – and all those rumors are kind of done at this point, and that everybody's now leaning to the fact that Adrian is not going to leave Minnesota. He's going to stay there. Is it still available? Yeah. Could something happen? Of course. But I don't. I I just don't see the possibility of it now. Is a lot more unlikely to happen than if you would have asked me about Adrian Peterson becoming a Cardinal last month. Mm-hmm. I just don't see see the possibility. I mean, if you're in Minnesota, why would you let him go? I understand he's going to be mad, but I tell you what, $12.5 million, that can make somebody in a, a bad situation. Yeah, because they owe okay. him a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I mean, pay him the money. Yeah, they owe him a lot of money, and, you know, it's really up to him um, at the end of the day because if he stays, no, we're good. if he stays, then, you know, he – it's a lot of money you have to make up if you, you know, once he stays, he still can put in a whole year. He's more, you know, if he comes back to dominating a football game, he's more, his value stock would definitely be more tradable. Whereas you bring in a 30-year-old running back in, you know, that's the cutoff mark of the NFL running back where it's like, okay, once you're in that 30-year-old range, it's time to think future. Yep. And so, I mean, you could do away with him, but you'll lose a lot of money right now. Plus, you don't know what the fans' reaction will be if they bring him back to Minnesota. You don't know if a lot of fans will, you know, either be with him or against him. I don't know. I'm not a Minnesota fan, so I wouldn't understand, you know, their mindset right now. I haven't reached out to any Vikings fans, especially out here in the Valley. But uh, I don't believe, you know, it, it, so they have a lot to put on their shoulders as an organization and the GMs. And the GM to make that decision, you know, make that to be keeping for at least one more year because I think he has one more year guaranteed in a, in a contract. Or do you go away with him and, you know, do a sign and trade 
to another organization, which, you know, the Cardinals, I don't think they're out of it. Um, at this point, he's reinstated. Anything anything goes at this at this point, at this time. And I wouldn't shut him out, you know, as I'm saying, not coming back, coming to Arizona at all or even being a Dallas Cowboy because you never know. It could be a signing trade, whatever the deal is. We will see draft coming up April, <clears throat> April 30th. And uh, we'll see if something happens before the draft or even the way the draft is set up now with the first round being on a Thursday, second round you've got all the way till Saturday, so a different format. Can something happen in between that Thursday and Friday at the draft where the Vikings would possibly accept a second-round draft pick for him, or are they going to want a first-round pick? So we'll see. I mean, we've got some, about, what, two weeks until the draft. We'll see if something happens before then, after then, even during the draft. Did you hear what Mel Kipper had to say about Johnny Menzel talking about the draft? Mel Kiper? No. Kipper. I like Kipper. I know it's Kiper, but I say Kipper. You can't disrespect that man. <laughs> Ain't it? No. He's been can't. doing it for a while. He's <laughs> he been has. doing his thing. Um, but, no, I, honestly, any Johnny Menzel stories right now, you know, going into him, with him being at Texas A&M and with him going into the draft last season, I was a huge Menzel bandwagon. I was all about Johnny football. Until reality struck, he got onto the NFL field where, you know, the real, quote-unquote, real game is played. And he just did not light it up. And then his off-field antics really picked up in the NFL as well. So many rumors and stories, you know, with him going to Vegas. It really, you know, bought me out of hope. Like, okay, maybe this kid is really not ready. So he went into rehab. At this point, man, I, I could care less about any Johnny Manziel stories about, you know, the rehab. He's changed. He's thanking his family. He's sorry for the uh, – the, the fans of Cleveland, yeah, the, the statement. So, at this point, man, I'm so tired of hearing about Johnny Menzel's story. Till he proved himself on the field in the NFL at this point in time, you know, I could care. At least, you know, a lot of I had, people hadn't really talked about a quarterback prospect since Tim Tebow so much yeah. in, until Johnny Menzel came along. And at least Tebow, honestly, he proved himself. He had that winning streak with the Broncos, went into the playoffs, won a playoff game, which he was suspected to to lose. And he showed something. At least, at least. he showed something. He exactly. wasn't doing all off the field antics. I mean his, you know, he his, was the only no, thing ahead, negative towards and I'm sorry. The only thing negative was his his praying and the Christian ad, a Christian that he brought around and, and just being out forth and you know, outgoing with it. And that was his only major downfall that anybody found negativity with it. But how can you how can you throw negativity at that? I mean, the guy believes in in you know his beliefs, but because you got to find a story to oh, put yeah. around a main you know a main superstar athlete you know who's off the field who everyone knows about that household name. You got to find a way to throw some hate at him. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> you were hating at him because of his celebration. And we'll get off Manziel really quick. Anyways. No, if you haven't ahead. heard, if go you ahead. haven't heard, he got out of rehab. Congrats! Made some. <laughs> if, yeah, even congrats. if he ever went, he probably went on vacation for a couple months somewhere. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, so comes out with a statement. He's sorry about this and that, and you know he's has a, a lot of personal stuff. So he's got to figure out what he wants to bring out, you know, in that. But Mel Ki- uh, Kiper, Kiper I know I, I'm so used to saying Kipper, man. But it's, it's, it's Mel the, Kiper, and, and anyway, it's a fireball. Mel Kuyper had came out and told Menzel, and I don't remember if this was actually during the draft when 
uh, last year with Manziel or just currently, but made the statement towards Manziel that you're a first-round draft hype with six-round talent. Ouch. I mean, obviously, anybody Ooh. could say that after after the display he put on last season with yeah. the Cleveland Browns. Of course, that looked like six, seven rounds. It didn't look like first-round talent at all. Not. But, no. but he had the first-round hype. It's. I mean, look at all this stuff. He did. He he dominated the college football game. Which college football? Yeah, which college football is the closest thing to the NFL? Maybe. Yeah, because I wouldn't really consider the CFL because they have different rules restrictions, and you know everybody can motion at one time. It's crazy, but yeah, I mean, going into after his last season in college football, even his freshman year or his redshirt freshman year, he dominated the game, won the Heisman Trophy. He did everything he was supposed to do, and yeah, that that first round yep. hype, I was bought into it. So he stepped on the field, Were you? of course, of course. You can't. I never liked Menzel, man. Threw, man, he threw for thousands of yards, bunch of touchdowns, can move in the pocket. Yeah, he probably wasn't a set standard, Peyton Manning drop back quarterback type, but he had game. He's a gamer, you know. Right. He it came. So what? I don't. I didn't care if he was hanging out with Drake. Heck, I did a lot of stuff in college where I was hanging out with some superstar, either athletes or entertainers, just cause you know you just word of mouth, like oh your your boy play ball or you know let's get a connection. You know right. you could come out for one night. You know it's just what it is. And Johnny Manziel did it at a higher level, of course. Mm. And being a Heisman candidate, that's what NCAA does to you know these athletes. Right. They put Johnny Manziel on TV. They put him every little thing that he did. That was the NCAA. And then they don't want to take any credit for the superstar they created. But, you know, in hindsight, that's what it was. It wasn't his fault that he was displayed as this chosen one who has the athletic ability, one of the greatest athletes in college football. I, I, I don't, you know, condone that. I've no. seen better athletes. By Best far. athlete I've seen was probably Deion Sanders. And then uh, you can't put Johnny Manziel on that level at all. But... Um, he was he was that guy, so the NCAA created this monster for him to get drafted in the first round, and you know he really wasn't evaluated all the way, and you know he had some things to work on. He was battling for QB position and, and everything. So I agree with Mel Kiper. I mean, you can easily say after the fact, you know, he has six round talent after a couple of snaps in the NFL rookie season. Right, that's well, easy I- for anyone to say, but. And to give it to Kaip, I don't know if, if he said that during the draft last year or if that was more of a current statement. But talking about first-round draft hype. It was current to me. Was it? Well, right. And, and right like now. I said, I, can't, I was trying to figure out when, uh, when he said he, it, but yeah. I couldn't find it. So anyways, but talking about first-round draft hype, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, uh, the rape case is now going to go civil, which I think a lot of GMs, it's nothing new. They knew it was going to happen, so they're not worried about that part of it. But some of the statements he's been making recently – is again that hype? Um, some of the stuff that GMs, owners, coaches are looking at Jameis Winston if they want to take the chance. Uh, two different quotes recently is, "I'm already the guy that everybody wants to be around," and then also comes out and says, "I just don't know how good I am yet." So the question is: Is Jameis going to fall in the draft, or is he still going to be up there in the top five, even the top one or two? Is he one of the best overall players in the draft? Probably not, but he is the best quarterback prospect. I don't care what's going on off the field, on the field, he handles business. I mean, he's won, he lost one game in the past two seasons he, he's ever played, he's ever started. 
he only lost one game, and that was to Oregon, and they played terrible after a couple weeks off, you know, uh, going into the playoff, the college football playoff system. But, you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse for the guy, but, I mean, he has all the tools on the field. He handled himself. He had a lot of stuff going on off the field. Look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton went through. That was the – Cam Newton is probably the closest that had almost the same accusations that – James Winston had behind closed doors off the field I guess like, I guess you could say distractions and you know they both went out and handled business he's a national champion he's done you know everything you wanted him to do yeah he had off the field antics where he was still in crab legs that whole deal but he's eight he was 19 years old what do you expect what was you doing at 19 I can tell I was you was balling man I was, I was yeah you was balling but but I wasn't going to steal no crab legs you probably weren't stealing crab legs but you you wasn't in Florida Florida crab legs it's like <laughs> Arizona tacos. We're at the grinder mill, man. <laughs> so we're sitting New Mexico at the grinder mill. Yeah, New Mexico. Come on, that's like stealing tacos from like tacos. Taco Bell or Del Taco. The but. funny thing about Jameis, man, is uh, Pete Briscoe compared him to Brian Leftwich as far as his footwork goes. That's not fine. As, that's not for as, right now. Yeah, Jameis Winston. Honestly, he's not at his. We don't know. We don't know until he no. takes his first couple of snaps, plays his first couple of games at the NFL level. Same deal with Johnny Menzel. I'm pretty sure he, in his mind, like, no, I'm not at the best after his first couple of days of camp. You know, you're not you're not going to walk in, you know, Peyton Manning uh, six years later. Peyton Manning wasn't no. ready for the NFL. So no one's at their best, honestly. No, but, I mean, it's it's the footwork itself. It, as far as a quarterback goes, if it's if it continues to be that slow footwork, we're not saying his speed is, is uh, slow, but the footwork, the footwork in the pocket – just like with Brian Leftwich, what that's what kind of put him down to second string is that footwork and the, the defense. They're gonna they're gonna look at that. They're gonna attack that, and that could be a downfall. I'm saying it could be a downfall. Maybe not. I mean, you you can always work footwork and get that quicker. But if that's a, that's something that possibly can lower him in the draft as well. Byron Leftwich had no footwork at all. I mean, none, none was. Very successful. I think probably the most successful quarterback besides Brunel in the Jaguars organization ever. Yeah. He won ball games in the talent that Byron Leftwich had around. I mean, yeah, he had the leftover of Jimmy Smith, that receiver. He had Maurice Jones Drew, Fred. I had him Taylor. on my draft. Or but on my uh fantasy on at your one fantasy. Point. Yeah. yeah. He he still won ball games. Another yeah. quarterback with no footwork. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. His footwork is not yeah. it's gotten better, but the guy was throwing on one leg in the playoffs, even before the playoffs. So that footwork <laughs> still, talk yeah. is I mean, it's kinda overrated if you know the game, if you can read, you know, the defense is quick. That's what I want to see James Winston pick up on. His footwork will come over time. John, John Elway. You can always go on the field. John Elway had, had shaky footwork. Right. But over time, I mean, you know, he, he dominated the game. Right. So I think that footwork talk, he will develop that. You can always get, get his kid a chance. Get, He's a kid. Yeah. He just got out of high footwork. school three years Mentality, ago. Mentality, that's something you can't teach. Footwork, I can I can put you in the back right. on the practice field and do drills and get that footwork going for you. Except for Colin Kaepernick because we still waiting on his <laughs> But he still won games. He still hey. went to a championship. He Man, went to the Super Bowl. Kaepernick's like dunking on the offseason. That's fine. Putting, With no footwork and he went to the Super Bowl. That's what <laughs> I'm did. saying. Like, you know, it takes time. Anyways, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk will be back after a quick break.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. Welcome back. Quick little break we had to take. Hey, calling in the show... 888-346-9144. Live in the studio, myself, Dougie B, Demery Lachey. Going to get on to some MLB news. Season's kicked off. They've got about 10 games under wrap. D-backs beat the uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, not 49ers, Giants last night. 12 innings. Ended up coming out 6-5 to five on the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're 5-5 they're five and five right now. And a couple games in San Diego. They should have won. D-backs. Oh, yeah. They rolling. They're they, five they, and five. They've been playing good five baseball. No, so it, far. Know, it, I, I'll tell you. So got about far. a thousand games more left, but yeah. so far they've been, yeah, they've been, uh, they've been competitive. Even that first game against the, uh, who they play? The Giants, World Series champs. That first game against Bumgarner, I mean, they were very competitive. I, I, that's the difference between last season and this season so far, is they're actually trying to compete. They're giving the effort. Well, and they've got a young team. And the young yeah, t- yeah. they're fun to watch. I mean, they go out there and they compete. You you want to talk about hard? Every guy on that team has a, has a heart that you want as a as a you know as a GM or a, a uh, manager for your team to have. But you, you know? need some talent behind. But and they've got but they have <laughs> talent. But the, that talent, like Goldsmith, mm. Goldsmith has to step up this year, have a great year. Trumbo has to come up and have a great year as well. But like I said, they came back last night. Twelfth, uh, yeah, twelfth inning, got the win. And they had their rookie pitcher start. Looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing is, he came in. I'm trying to find the stats, but only really gave up one run, but one was charged to him uh, because he left the game. And I think he was on second base, ended up scoring. So st- still got charged with the two ga- uh, two runs, but only realistically gave up the one run. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went through eight pitchers last night in that game, man. Yeah, well, 12, 12 innings, 12 you know. innings, man. Which, 12 innings, I'm not surprised, but. Well, which Boston went, what, 19, 20, just about a week ago? Mm-hmm. So the That I mean, was crazy. That was a crazy game. <laughs> I stayed up for that one. That was, yeah, that game was pretty epic. But, you know, D-backs is rolling. Um, still, still it's way too early to really, you know, signify what's, 
you know, what's on the roster, who's producing really well. Like you said, though, a bunch of guys that need to step up for this organization. They have, I think they have the general manager that's well needed. Um, they did a great job with that. And now it's time for to see if these young guys can compete. We're not talking, you know, Kansas City Royals last season where you get a bunch of really, like, hunger young guys, you know, who just, you know, changed the game of baseball last season. But, you know, we'll see. It's still it's still early. Right. They got a – man, their, their division is freaking loaded. Oh, yeah. You know. San Fran, Dodger. But, you know, I'm glad to see Archie come in. Um, and we're talking about the rookie pitcher, Archie Bradley. He came in. He did it. He need as a rookie. I tell you what, that man's poise mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Uh, he threw a pitch low and inside to kind of back up that batter. And you see a lot of these rookie pitchers kind of be careless with it, going for the head. He had enough knowledge to go down low with it to basically tell the you know tell not only the batter but everybody around watching that game that. I'm in control. That is my plate. This is my game. I'm the pitcher. I control that plate. So you need backup. Which, for a rookie pitcher, you don't see that too often. They're going out there. They're being a little bit more careless with that. He just has that demand with or that presence with him, which it's going to be exciting to see him come out throughout the rest of the year and see how he progresses. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the D-backs, you got to look at Paul Goldschmidt. He's got, he's got to have a great year this year. Um, I mean, obviously he had that injury towards the end of the season last year. Even uh, Jake Lamb as a rookie, he's coming up. He's looking pretty good. I mean, a couple home runs the last series against the Padres. So he's coming up. And, you know, you got the outfielders in Ciarte, which last night, man, fly ball to end the game, and he missed it by about a foot off the glove. And just one of those kind of boneheaded, you know, plays you see every once in a while. But they've got the players. They're young. Disabled list, you got Bronson Arroyo. Once he comes back, that should help out the bullpen and the pitching rotation to come in. D-backs can do some damage this year. Oh, yeah. Um, since being out here, I mean, I've been picked up as a, a D-back fan. You know, I pay attention to them. But a lot of young – it's a young team. Um, I'm still, you know, Yankee fanatic for sure. So I'm waiting to see. I think it's a lot of – Pressure being upon um, the Yankee organization and in, in, in MLB, which is year in and year out. But I'm, I'm waiting to see what they're going to what they're going to do this season, especially with A. Rod coming back. I mean, he's looking he's looking pretty good, which you know is not really surprising. I mean, he's a true he's a. veteran to the game, so um, hitting the ball is nothing new to him. And so you know, I'm just I, I'm seeing what the Yankees going to do. See if they're going to bounce back. See if they can get back in their playoff contention. Um, but yeah, going back to that, just that division itself. I mean, right now the Giants are sitting at three and eight, and San Francisco, right below uh, Arizona, and you know the mo- the team that's dominating is the Colorado Rockies, who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Tulowinski, the shortstop, yeah. and you know I think this is their their year to actually show and prove that they're here you know, to stay because they've been on that edge. They've been on the verge. They've been in the playoffs. But I think this year is their year to take over that division. Because L.A. and both San Diego made a lot of moves. I think San Diego made positive moves. And, you know, the Dodgers are just going to be a great baseball team for the next couple of seasons, especially with Puig and, you know, Kershaw leading the way. But, you know, they're just going to be great. 
But the Rockies, you know, they they have the young organization. And, you know, Arizona could pretty much follow in their footsteps. They have a young organization who, you know, kept their core group of guys around. Then brought in, you know, Justin Mon- uh What's the kid name? Justin uh, Marino from uh, Minnesota. Yep. You know, they bring in some other pieces. And, you know, I think Arizona should take that type of footsteps, the D-backs. And... Um, yeah, just keep your young core group around and then, you know, build up off of it. See what happens. It's baseball. Anything anything can happen, man. Yeah, a 7-2 start can turn into a disaster season, exactly. man. Exactly. So but we'll, we'll see. With that team, I mean, they're they're pretty locked and loaded. They, they've been with each other for quite some time. So I, I would be surprised if that 7-2 turn into a disaster. I'll be surprised if they win the division. But, <laughs> you know, we'll it's, see. That division is going to be tough, man. Between all the all those teams, I mean, you always look at the Dodgers and the Giants coming up, you know, kind of being on top. But like you said, with the Rockies and then the D-backs and the moves they made in the offseason, well, the they D-backs go make, anyway. Makes me nervous because they really haven't been there. They've been struggling for the last what five, six years. They haven't been there. So year after year, it's like, okay, what can we do to change it? Which they bought in a new, they bought in a new head coach, GM or uh, manager, right, and. You know, now it's time. Actually, pretty much a new organization because they got a new GM as well. So, but you got Goldsmith on that team still that uh, has some of the I'm veteranship. How can you not be sold on be Goldsmith, healthy. man? I mean, he was an All Star what two years ago. Now, um, last year he has health issues. So, in this season, I mean, I really it's early. But I he's a veteran. Of that I can't team. judge him this season. So, yeah, he's a veteran. But you know, we're, now it's time to turn that veteran into leadership. You've been right. in the bottom half of the MLB for quite some time now. When do you change that? You got a whole new organization. You got a new face. Goldsmith. I mean, it's time to pick it up now. Now it's time right. to like you know you got what you wanted. You got a new new uh, head man in charge. You got a new GM. Now it's time to take the, your game to a whole nother level. Right? Is he willing to do that? Is he going to do that for? That's what oh, the he's willing. D-backs but he are, needs are going to need out of him. Exactly. And that's why I said it when start. He needs to pick up his game and be that veteran leader this year on the team because you have a lot of new guys. I mean, you got Bronson Aurora who's been, you know, as far as pitching staff, I mean, he's going to be the veteran leader in there because he's been around for a while. But as far as – They got health issues. I mean, he's not healthy. He's not. Goldsmith, is is he really – would you consider him healthy, like a healthy I, athlete? Yeah, at, at this point, have I you mean, seen it? like he's hitting the home run I mean, so he's far. He's a healthy athlete, of course. That's why he's in the MLB. But no, I see what is, you're saying yeah, as far like, as he's back from last year. Yeah, right. He's already got three or four homers this year. At least two of that I know for sure. I thought I think <laughs> he, he was said after. three, four, two. <laughs> so I, well, he has one. No, home no, run. I'm saying two that I saw watching the games. Mm-hmm. But I thought he had a couple more that I didn't get to see. Um, other MLB news: you got Chicago Cubs. They're Are they gonna make the prospect. playoffs? Chicago? Are they gonna make the playoffs? Who knows? They made some good moves this season. Uh, last, they, made, they made some moves last season, which was pretty ironic because they got rid of Samarja, Jeff Samarja, who was the best pitcher on their staff, but he couldn't win games. It wasn't really all his fault. I well, mean, he didn't have the backup support. I mean, the kid was had an ERA of like one point eight or something, some ridiculous, like or it maybe it was like two something, but. At the same time, I mean, if you giving up two runs and your offense really can't produce <laughs> over two <laughs> runs, and then Chicago, you get rid of him, man. he's a what? great pitcher. 
Chicago got, has uh, definitely the gray cloud around their heads. Well, right now it's Christmas time in Chicago. They've got banners saying Merry Christmas around Chicago, and that is for their slugger, their prospect, Mr. Chris Bryant. And when they say Christmas, they have signs that it starts with a K because obviously Chris Bryant's K-R-A or K-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. He came out this year. He was a slugger in spring training out here in Mesa. And I think he hit nine home runs within the the uh, spring training games he played in. Chicago is very anxious for him. But here's the here's the news surrounding it is he is coming in first game, making his debut MLB debut as a cleanup batter. Do you take that chance with a prospect? You saw what he did in in spring training. Spring training is also spring training. But put him at that spot of a cleanup batter for his MLB MLB debut. Well, yeah, I mean, why not? Can't do any worse with the yeah with the <laughs> yeah, Cubs. I mean, I mean, they haven't been to the playoffs in forever. They why not? Why not take the risk? Why not put him there? Obviously, they want him to be there for overtime. Put him in there from day one. Take yep. that pressure. Build off that. You can learn. You can build confidence off that by putting him in there. They have nothing to lose. They, you know, you with the Cubs, you really don't have anything to lose. So, yeah, he batted his tail off in, in spring training, okay. knocking home runs in and out. So put him there. Why not? Have him develop exactly. over time. Spring, don't move him. Spring, Let him learn. His spring training stats, 14 games. That's all he played in, 14 games. He was batting 425, nine home runs, 15 RBIs. If I'm a GM, I'm taking that put and putting him at my cleanup spotter with those stats. It, it might not transpire to the MLB once everything starts because we all know spring training is kind of, for, for veterans, it's kind of just get back into the swing of things. For your rookies and everybody else, it's trying to make a name for yourself. So you're going to get a little bit of elevated stats most of the time in spring training. At the same time, a guy who knocks nine home runs in 14 games, exactly. where else do you put him in a lineup? Exactly. So so that's going to be a fun game to watch, see how he does for his first game. And he's 6'5". He's got some some height behind him, some strength. Um, other than that, I don't think any other breaking MLB news going on. No, it's, still, it's, it's too early, man. Baseball, it takes freaking eight months. Then you can finally start getting to the nitty-gritty. It's so many games. <laughs> it's so many games. But um, I mean, Evan Longoria, he left Thursday's game. Injury. Uh, Carlos Gomez, he, he went to the DL. So you got some guys that are first week in the <laughs> new season going to the DL already. Blue Rays, he exits with uh, Reese, uh, Jose Reyes. He exits with sore ribs. So, all right. Anyways, well, that's fine. Um, all right, going so, into, I'll tell you what. Did you check out that video of the ESPN analyst? Uh, oh, it's a lady. Oh, yes, um, yes. That's thank McHenry. you, Henry. I wanted to talk about that. And I forgot about that. Thank you know, you. It, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, um, it doesn't matter. You know that she works for ESPN or whatnot. But the part that stood out to it, me... It does matter. You know, we got a couple minutes before break. No, being from ESPN, man, come on. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. I'll tell you why. What What really got me was, you know, of course, the things that she said and how she said it. 
that was pretty, you know, the comments that she left. She was, what, at a parking lot. Or, no, she not a parking a lot. Her car got towed. Right. I understand. My car got towed before you know, in, in an apartment complex and <laughs> came out the next morning like, oh, shoot, I got caught. But <laughs> mine's done that before. And then you go, yeah. And then you go to the, you know, the the tow place to get your car, you know, back from in jail. So, you know, you you go a little bit upset. The people there really don't care. I mean, but at the same time, they're doing their job. As an as an American, as a America, I mean, as a person, really overall, you should not disrespect someone else's work for yours and to think that you know to call out somebody's educational reasons or try to make fun of what does that Gee. make you it lowers your standard you know it, time, it lowers man. it lowers you to the bottom dollar i mean it lowers you I, I have no disrespect you can be underneath my shoe for that well i mean the comments was just you know outrageous especially for someone on espn you know She's well, not even on TV that much. I, honestly, I didn't know who she was until the story came. She's more of a sideline reporter. But and, Doug, and that's the thing. I've with never ESPN. seen this lady. Day. I've, seen I, I've seen her. I don't remember her. I don't honestly. I, I've that's seen fine. plenty of other sideline reporters. I've seen plenty right. of. I can name you a lot of ESPN representatives, but I mean McHenry. I really, you know, I, right. I applaud her for getting onto ESPN and you know doing her thing, sideline reporting. If you call that, you know, really something to stand out about. But uh, for her to go and disrespect someone like that, I mean, your position is not even all of that. Just because you work under the cap of ESPN, you think that's making you something. That doesn't make you, you know, that much. It, it, it shouldn't change you as a, as a person. It shouldn't, but a lot of people get that way when they're, they're seen in, whether it's, you know, ABC News or ESPN, Fox Sports. And you'll see this a whole lot, but we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we Wait, will continue. We got continue. like a whole minute. No, we don't. That yes, was like, do. what? Man, I'm leaning up to it. I'm not saying we're going to take a break and go take a break. I'm, t- I'm leaning into it, man. I'm saying we're going to take a go break. Ahead, when go, we ahead, come back, go ahead. Go ahead. Guy, when we go come ahead. back, we're going to talk more about this because there's a lot of stuff that I, I believe as far as being an ESPN, whether you're ESPN Sports Center, sideline reporter, Whatever the case may be, you have to be held at a higher standard, just like a professional athlete, just like a law enforcement officer. If you're in a certain position, you have to be held at a higher standard. So when it comes to this type of video and this, what she said, what she did on it, at that point, it does matter if she's on ESPN to get back to your point. And that's where I was leaning into it is you have to, you have to know your role. You have to know where you're at and what you can and can't say, especially... This day and age, there's videos everywhere, right? And did you see her reaction when they came back and when the uh, tow truck attendant told her that, "Hey, you're on, you're on video, keep it up," and she was shocked. But then she kept going. Stop right then. Stop right there. Don't say anything else. After the fact that you were notified, you're on camera, and you kept going into it and into it and into it. And then that's when you were making all the comments. Like, I can understand the comments a little bit before then, but she told you on camera, and then you came back and said all the comments that you did. Call me last Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back after this quick break. Follow 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? It's here. I look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drugs cool. Uh, we're going to play some porno music or not. And this is the game that we play that you're going to hear some music, and it's either from a porn or it's not. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week Bruce, the sports doc, and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome back, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. We're back for the last segment. Get into it. Still talking about uh, Britt McHenry for a little bit longer. If she would have stopped when they told her she was on camera, would this have continued on? Would this have been a story as it is? I don't think so because a lot of the comments came from after the fact that when they told her she was on camera, as far as calling them toothless, no education, all those words. Because we all get heated up when our car gets towed. Oh, yeah. I said some things... Almost to the same aspect when my car got to, I never, you know, downgraded somebody's education or uh, talking about their teeth. I was probably pissed off. Like, man, why did y'all do this without telling me, letting me know? Like, man, y'all crazy for that. It and then was, they tell you. It was towards well, we had, the it was organization. Posted. Yeah, and they say, well, it was we posted right here, posted. sir. Yeah. We had a sign posted. I'm like, no, y'all didn't. Y'all didn't make it <laughs> well enough known. But at the same time, you no, know, and knowing you saw that, you saw right, that sign. I mean, yeah, I saw the sign, but it wasn't like <laughs> you don't think it's going to have a direct message. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the sign was probably leaning. But anyway, um, you know, I never really been that upset to the point where I'm downgrading someone else. I don't think I'm above anyone else in this world, and neither should Brittany McHenry at any standpoint. I don't know where she's from or how she was raised. But obviously, it's shown that night and that day of. I don't care how mad you are. You don't go out and disrespect and put somebody down like that. Like, that's, that's, that's like bizarre. Say, that's you're ludicrous. On, that's, if you're on TV at a national level, and I say national because ESPN, sideline reporter, everybody's watching, you have to hold yourself accountable. You cannot get down to that type of level. Especially when she comes out, I'm in the news, sweetheart. I will yeah, why would you sue even place? put that out there? Why would you even throw that out there? I'm in the news. Well, news, guess what? You use the camera. Exactly. It goes one right in front of you. She looked right at the camera. I was like, okay. Uh-oh. I'm about to show out. 
like she looked at the camera before she even <laughs> went into, you know, it got even worse. And now, Britt, you can't sue them for anything. So you just looked stupid, one, for the antics you pulled, but number two, for some of the statements of saying, I'm going to sue you guys. What are you going to sue them for? It's probably posted. They're doing their job. Now, the one thing I will say, there is a lot of people that are coming out and talking about that that tow truck company per se is a little shady. But regardless of shady as they are, Britt, you're on TV. You're making ESPN. Normal, everyday, nine to five people can pay the tow truck bill. Shut up. Pay the tow truck bill. Get your car out and move on. Now, okay. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. But... I understand you're, you know, you're in a heated moment. You, you heated moment. You were probably out, didn't see the signs or signals, and you know they could have went about it a different way. But they're told to do their job. They're told if you parked in a certain area, probably for a certain amount of time, I can come out here and get your car, your vehicle. That's my job. Yep. You can't get upset and go off at the lady behind the the window at her job. She could care less about ESPN. She could care less about Britt McHenry. I didn't even know who Britt McHenry was even. <laughs> I told you, I've never seen her, you know, but yeah. obviously she's a sideline reporter for ESPN. That's, can, I mean, congrats to her. Yay, hand clap. But you know, the girl behind the, the, the register or whoever, she just wanted the payment. She's just doing her job. Exactly. Here's just your like car. Where you do your job on Yes, Sunday. we do have. You better be thankful that the car was even there to begin with. <laughs> It could have been elsewhere, but you know, be happy that your your, your vehicle was there. Be happy, be happy that the lady it wasn't you know stolen. broke it down to you. Exactly, wasn't broken into. Nothing, you know, damage. You know, remarks were made from you know after the moment. That's just on her and her character issues. That's that's uncalled for. And ESPN just to, what just to suspend her for a week. I mean, if that was my company or you know she was my yeah. representative, she'll be done. She will be done. She would be done because you can find another analyst who can do her job, just like how she said. Exactly. I'm educ- if that's what it Look takes, educate. There's tons of them out right. there. That's what it takes: education, looks, and it's it's plenty of people that come out here and have your job, sweetie. I'm sorry, <laughs> sweetie. There's there's <laughs> plenty like of people out exactly. here. Well, and like my thing, you know, I got towed one time down here on Mill Avenue because I parked behind the Burger King, and me and my boy, we saw mm-hmm. the sign. We said tollway zone. We did. We're young. We're you know just getting into to college. We didn't think anything of it. You know we're like ah, it's not going to happen to us. Well, I come back from walking on Mill Avenue, talking to you know everybody around. My truck is gone. I mm-hmm. said what? Did I make a you know stink? No. Now granted, you I was probably on upset. You had a lot of emotions, but at the same time, I w- looking back on it, I wasn't. I was upset at myself because I saw the sign. I knew what could have happened, and I ignored it. Now mm-hmm. if there was no sign on there, yeah, but. They have an agreement with that Burger King parking lot to be able to tow those vehicles away. It's posted clear as day right there in front of you. You park in, it's right there on the wall, 10 feet in front of you. Did I go and, did I go and cuss them out? No. Because mm-hmm. why? I parked there. I chose to park there. I knew the repercussions, and it got caught. She probably ain't never been used to that spotlight. I think that's that has a lot to do with it as well. I agree. Because, you know, when you're in the moment, when you're in the, no matter where you're at, you know, I had to watch myself, my temper plenty of times you know especially back in school when you know you're the face of a friend of a team and yeah you know being, everywhere you go in the town you know getting looked at so yeah i have nights where i don't agree with some law enforcement or rulings and toll toll uh issues and you know but i gotta watch myself because i'm not 
I'm not saying I'm an average, I'm above average or whatever, but what I'm saying is I know I'm getting looked at at a certain way, so anything can go. I have to watch what I say, you know? Yeah. I can't, I would not bring out, I work in the news, I work for ESPN, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Why would you even do that? Because you're not used to that. Exactly. You're not used, you just think you can use that to get away with anything, and that's, that doesn't work. It, 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 it's, it's silly for her to do that. And it wasn't like she was even saying I'm in the news to try to get maybe her car no, out she just thought, pay it. She just thought, the, you know, no, that, that had a lot. Why would you even mention that? No, because I'm what I'm saying news, is I'm going to sue you. Are you kidding me? Who cares? But that's what I'm saying is she wasn't saying I'm in the news to try to get out, to try to get some perk. At that point, that's done. If she was trying to get some perk, she would have been like, hey, listen, I'm in the news, blah, blah, blah. She wouldn't have said I'm in the news. I'm going to effing sue you. That was just downright stupid. Anyways, yeah, moving on. I don't, I don't hey, want to discuss this anymore. I got, I got. I want to talk about this real quick, and we can move on. I but, hope she don't lose her job. I hope no one loses their job. But I mean, if she was working for me, I would not. No, I would not do any ties with her because I could find another one of you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, anywhere else. The girl behind the register, she did her job. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give her a raise. Her job might <laughs> not be, you know, walking around ESPN and putting microphones in front of sweaty guys, but. That's just something that she did not pursue. She'll, she she'll, can't she'll be all right one way or another. Yeah, you can't dim her from, from, from doing what she does. You can't. I want to get your opinion on this. Cleveland Browns. Oh, we going back to the Browns? Listen to it. But it's not any Johnny Manziel. It doesn't matter. Well, listen, we going back to the, what, we what are. the Browns. Like, if you because said, they're in the news They're in the, news right the now. Seahawks or <laughs> the Broncos, like somebody relevant, the because, Patriots. No, because you this going is back funny, to the though, Browns? Man. Come on. Because here, all right, throughout the offseason, Browns have come up within the last couple months talking about new uniform change, new oh new God, logos, right? about the uniforms, so, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> because this, did you see them? This is their new uniform. Yeah, they look are like, they going to, they look like, like Oklahoma State. It's, Cowboys. Um, they went back to the college uniform type deal. Like they have Browns on the side of their pants. I mean, I could. That, I mean, that's how Nike designed their jerseys, though. So, but they had input to it. They were talking about because even uh, the equipment manager was talking about the input. The team had the input on the the design, trying to go back. I just are we judging the Browns jerseys right now? We are, man. I mean, I like the concept of the. I mean, it don't look too bad with the Browns down the leg. Um, just looks more college. It don't, look, NFL. It don't look too bad. It doesn't look NFL at all. It looks more of like a college, you know. But that's what that's how Nike designed their jerseys. Nike is the designer of NFL equipment. So, you know, you're not used to seeing. You know, used to seeing the Reebok authentic jersey type. But you know, Nike does it a different way. Do they look like? To me, they look like the Oklahoma Oklahoma exactly. State uh, Cowboys. But it just says Cleveland on the front. numbers. I mean, I think the, I think the Cleveland on the front is pretty ugly. I do, yeah. But you know, it, I that's, like how Nike Cle- do, that's how Nike does it. I would like to see Cleveland in a little bit smaller font, and that would have been nice. But that's just it, right, it, their right, logo, maybe. though. They hyped their logo up so much, and then they came out, and well, all yeah, it was that's because Nike created it. But if no, no, Nike I'm talking created, about the logo, not the uniforms. The logo when all they did was br- put a brighter orange and a brown face mask on. I was expecting a dramatic, dram- just crazy reinvented That's you logo. buying into the hype. That's your fault. Don't blame <laughs> the Browns for that. The they th- bought you in. And you <laughs> but then I saw it. I'm like, what changed? Right. That I was, really had to read the article about the change. They did their job. Oh, you read an article about. Because I looked at the helmet. I said, what changed? Yeah, you bought into it. 
I go, what, 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 what's changed? And then they said, well. we br- we made the orange brighter and bolder, and then the face mask brown. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Cleveland. You hyped up a month worth they got of you. a logo. They got you good. <laughs> I wasn't sold on it. If it was the Patriots, maybe I would have turned the page and read an article, but... Well, it was the Browns. Know, I could care less. Is that going to make you win games? Is that going to put you in the playoffs? No, is that going to make Johnny Menzel come out and through <laughs> some Texas A and M Aggies mess? <laughs> no, but he's going to be mad because he looks like Oklahoma. But, yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. That's a th- the funny thing is a lot of the comments from the Cleveland fans are saying, "Okay, great jerseys. Now can we put some wins behind it? Because it doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't Honestly, matter. It doesn't put the wins matter. in the column. You were sold on it." I wasn't sold on it. I was just I was kind of anxious to see because oh right, you're hyping up a new logo. What can right. you what what can you possibly do? But da- you know dazzle me here. Uh, what what can you bring up? I don't care about no logo. If they were winning ball games and making playoffs, then I would probably consider taking a look. But <laughs> the Browns. I mean, what can you do? So what? you just you just didn't even didn't no, even look to it. No, what? Th- this was the first time I seen it <laughs> when you pulled around your laptop <laughs> and showed it showed it to me. Uh, and pl- did you see the police uh, suspend the investigation to uh, Achibig Talib for the egg assault? Who was that? The Broncos Talib. No, what's the name you said? That's <laughs> Achibig Talib. Um, no, yeah, but they suspend the inv- uh, investigation to that aggrava- the aggravated assault um, incident that involved him and his older brother mm-hmm. earlier in the month. I never heard, even heard about the aggravated assault until now. Only egg assault I heard about was the Morris Brothers twins. So I'm like, but uh, he's never arrested, never charged with the incident. Uh, happened basically April 8th um, outside of, again, a nightclub in Dallas. Uh, they spoken to him about it, but other than that, doesn't seem like anything's going to happen to it. So it just, it, it brings up a point of mm-hmm. how many... Aggravated assaults between professional sports are we starting to see now that are coming out between NBA, NFL? I mean, that's the that's just what it is. It's being shown now more than it was shown before because aggravated assaults were happening. I mean, I would go out plenty of times. When I was young, like high school, I would go out downtown just walking around. I couldn't get in anywhere, but I would see <laughs> famous, you know, entertainers or athletes, you know, get into drama in the inner city part, you know, where all the nightclubs and everything is at, I would see that. And, you know, it wasn't talked about back then. But now with social media, with everybody has a camera phone, smartphone, it's going to get shown in some way, somehow. It's going to be seen. Everybody's trying to make that top dollar of capturing that entertainer. And, you know, I was there for this. Or even a nightclub or bar, I was here for this, this moment. Here it is. Here's the footage. Come pay me. That's all. It, that's all it's yeah. about. I want the recognition. I want to be the guy that found. It. I want to be the first one, not the guy. Maybe the gal. I want to be the first one. You know. That's. I mean, that's nonsense in itself. Why even? What's the competition about? Because you getting paid because you were the first one to see it, so you can sell it. What I mean, does that make you feel great uh, that oh, I captured, you know, this athlete. I captured this entertainer. First, I'm the one that had the video footage. You know, it's just being that's just what it is right now, though, right? That's right. you know, it's so many people because I know you know plenty of times when your daytime when you've seen you know entertainers get in trouble, you're right, right there. You don't have the smartphone at the time, no. it wasn't invented yet, but 
You know, it's just where we are in today's, you know, era. You got to be careful as an entertainer as well because you know you're always being looked at. Britt McHenry. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. always know that you're being looked at once you drop. Honestly, if it was someone else besides her, yeah, going back to that. Never made the news. Never would have made the news. Those people who work behind that um, towing place see it all probably the time. see it every exactly. single day. And talking about egg assaults and everything else. The coroner now rules the death of the ex-running back Lawrence Phillips, his cellmate. They actually have ruled it now a homicide by strangulation. So Damien Sword, he was found lifeless by little Lawrence Phillips. So Lawrence, no NFL anymore for you. Mm. Interesting. Yes. It's Friday. It's It's Fireball Friday. Friday. Fireball Friday. We're feeling good. It's the weekend. It's going to be a long weekend. I'm out. I'm out of Fireball. Yeah, you good? <laughs> Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, man. We got to get out of here. It's Friday. We we will be back Monday in yes. studio. Um, Dougie B here in studio. Demi Lachey. And we got to get out of here. It's the weekend. So we'll catch you Monday. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll, you'll hear back from us Monday. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.